Well, the rain was a welcome relief. We had a nice shower a couple of days ago, and the temperature is down. It's currently like 72 degrees, and the air quality is under 50. Uh, that's quite an improvement. Let's talk about that and start talking about planning for tomorrow. Come on in. Hi everybody, I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. This broadcast is for September the 11th, and we're following up, as promised, with a podcast every Monday for National Preparedness Month. That is, of course, the month of September. We talked about last time about how bugging out can turn out to be just like a bad camping trip. It's one of those things that you have to plan for, and it's not a case of what you can stock up on, it's a case of what you can carry. I've got a whole house full of stuff that uh, we've got put by for an emergency, but really when it comes to heading out the door, each of us is stuck with a percentage of our body weight. I think with my body weight I'm good for 45 pounds uh, in a pack, except with my back problem we're going to have to take that down to about 30 pounds. So what you got to carry with you is important. So I started looking through my personal bags, the ones we've had stacked up by the front door for the last month. Things have been pretty dicey here, and I started noticing things we often forget or overlook. And it's up to you. You are going to naturally decide what works best for you. But uh, personal items come to the front, and one of those is a backup pair of glasses. An old pair, some magnifying readers, depending upon your prescription, you're going to know uh, what you need. If you don't, uh, you can call your optometrist, the place you got your glasses. Uh, you should have an old pair from when you got your new pair. Those will do. If not, talk to your eye doctor, your ophthalmologist, and find out, hey, will a pair of simple readers work for you? They come in various strengths, and I have found it's useful to have several pairs of those things because you're going to lose one, you're going to break one, and there's nothing worse and trying to read the instructions to some of your stuff if you don't have your glasses. Let's look in the medical bag. We've talked about prescriptions and stuff, but how about the most important thing, which is breathing. You should have N95 masks at a minimum. And I say masks because these things get nasty fast. I went into a business and somebody greeted me at the front counter. Looks like they'd been working on their brake pads with their face mask. It was just, oh my gosh, disgusting. Breathing that stuff in is not good. People, this is your lungs we're talking about. You've only got one set. It's really important. Also, if you're using something beyond uh, an N95, maybe you have a respirator, maybe you've gone a little more serious, you're going to want to have extra filters. Just like you need extra masks, you're going to need extra filters for your respirators. I find that I have taken my extra filters and my masks out of all the boxes and packaging they come in and put them in an airtight plastic bag. That way they're kept separate, they're kept clean, but they're less bulk to carry. 
A couple other points that just popped to mind. I carry latex gloves. I do, you know, for my first aid work or just for uh, handling stuff that you're not quite sure what it is. Uh, or if you have to deal with waste, that's important. Latex gloves, and who knew, they come in sizes. I have to wear a 2XL if I'm going to be anything close to useful. My wife wears a medium to a small. You gotta have the right tool for the job and that includes the right size of your products. Periodically things go out of stock. I went for months trying to find some double XL uh, latex gloves and there are many types. There are those for handling solvents. There are those for medical situations. Be sure you read your package and be sure you get the correct gloves for what you need. Here's something I never even thought of, silica gel. Yeah, that little stuff that comes in uh, your beef jerky, the little tiny packet that you're not supposed to eat, takes the moisture out of stuff. If uh, you're gonna be looking at long-term issues of survival, some silica gel to keep those things that should be dry, dry, are important. And this stuff is dirt cheap. You can get 50, 60 of those little packets for under $10. They're like 50 cents a piece. Uh, personal medication. Now I looked in my bag and I did have some of my personal prescription, my meds, but there were some of the ones that had changed because my doctor changes my meds periodically. And let's just go over a list. These are not necessarily what I take, but I know a lot of people need things for blood pressure anti-anxiety, uh, things like Xanax, muscle relaxer. If you get injured, ask your doctor the next time you see them uh, what the procedure is in an emergency situation with dosage. I have some medicine that if I miss a dose, okay, take it the next day. Uh, what can you skip? What can you space out? And what are those things you just can't go without? Now, on a side note, we have things that are really uh, very important, such as insulin or EpiPens. Check with your physician. Check with cooler issues. We will, again, delve into the portable cooler, portable refrigerator that can run off your car, that can run off a solar panel, things like that. That is important stuff to know in advance, not when you're on the, uh, not when you're on the road. Also, take extra clothes, realistic clothes. I found that, interestingly enough, Levi's, blue jeans, if you will, when they get wet, they stay wet, and they can really transfer chill to you if you're, it's a cold situation. And even on a moderately warm day, like it is right now, it's 72, that wind comes up and you got wet clothes, that's an issue. So look at what you're going to be taking with you. I have some... Uh, I'm always wearing Dockers after 50 years in the workplace of wearing uh, Dockers and dress slacks. I now wear cargo pants. Got extra pocket, extra pockets rather, and they're coming now in summer weight and easy dry and stain resistant. So you can stay clean longer. You can carry more stuff, and they're going to dry more thoroughly. On the topic of clothes. How about a sewing kit? Yep, you rip the backside out of your pants, you rip the crotch out of your pants, you tear a shirt caught on a tree branch, get caught in uh, some broken pipe or any th situation, a sewing kit. And if you haven't sewn anything ever, 
now is a good time to learn. Uh, my wife and I are both pretty handy, handy with a needle and thread. That doesn't mean I've got myself a, uh, a pattern and I'm making my own clothes, but it does mean I can put a button back on, I can blind stitch or sail stitch up a, uh, a shirt so I, or my pants so I'm not scaring the neighbors awfully important to be prepared with the little stuff. These are little things that you're going to pop into your uh, bug out bag. They're not that expensive. At quantity, how much personal medication, again, between you and your doctor, I'm looking at 30 days and that can be difficult. You may have to pay for that. I may have to also remember to rotate it out. Medicine has an expiration date. Don't put your blood pressure medicine in there and just leave it. Every time I would get some new refreshed stock, I'd rotate those pills out, taking the ones from the bag and uh, replacing them with the fresh items. On the subject of pills again, anti-diarrhea and constipation meds. Folks, we all know the problem when either of those situations occurs. I promise you in a high stress uh, emergency situation, I know from personal experience, the inner <laughs> lower GI system is one way or another going to remind you you're stressed out. Dehydrated foods like those things we talk about, you add water and you add beef stew, really nice. I found some that I really like, but they will cause constipation. And you look at the other side, the MREs, 60% salt. You know what salt does? Remember the last time you had a colonoscopy? Mm -hmm. Those pills they give you before you have your colonoscopy, a lot of salt. So be advised, consider what you're taking to eat, and do remember uh, these things are life-altering. If you have severe diarrhea, that can end up being a health hazard. Uh, you're going to get dehydrated, you're going to get weak. Uh, it can be very, very debilitating. So you know what works for you. If you don't, again, who should you call? No, not Ghostbusters. Next time you're in visiting your physician or your friendly pharmacist. That's why I go to a real pharmacist, uh, someone I know, they have a name, they recognize me uh, when I walk in, and I can get good information from them. That's why I support a uh, brick-and-mortar local pharmacy. Dental kits. Talk about things that can be debilitating. Oh my God, uh, dental pay. Ow, ow, ow. Talk to your dentist, especially if you have problem teeth. It can be debilitating. It can actually uh, really, really cause some problems. Disorientation, stuff like that. Find out the best dental emergency practices recommended by, that's right, a dentist. You can get stuff on YouTube and eBay and uh, it may have worked in the 1800s. Maybe you need a donkey kicking. <laughs> but uh, let's look at some of the kits, some of the things. Usually you're going to see oil of clove, and uh, there's a lot of good information. I recommend you may not have teeth. You may have dentures. You may have partials. You may have caps, crowns, implants. Each is going to be different now not when you're in the middle of a bug out situation is when you want to check that stuff out. Looking at other things that are really good to have and can really bother you, um, if you get bug spray, um, that's good. You should also have anti-itch stuff. I've got a little uh, 
little applicator and it's basically ammonia it's something you put on it's called afterbite and if you get stung by a bee you get bit by a spider and you get the big red welt you put this stuff on and it helps reduce the swelling takes the pain out of it group of mosquitoes don't even go there uh, benadryl ibuprofen and also some extra aspirin in case you start thinking you're having a heart attack again we'll talk more in first aid about what to do in the event of that usually you put the aspirin under your tongue bug sprays are good you got to be careful of where you're spraying them what you're doing again careful reading in advance let's talk about trash bags oh my gosh i have several if you've got room put a box that's not going to go on a bug out bag because they're pretty big but you can fold six of those things the big size in a fairly compact size it's good for trash it's good for waste it's good for transporting wet clothes and also you're going to want some zip ties of various size you're not going to want to cut up hundreds of feet of paracord if you're just putting a tarp up against a fence a couple of three zip ties you're going to hold it at the grommets and it's going to hold it firmly you are going to have to cut them off and don't be an idiot pick them up when you leave you can also use them as a ground cloth since you got six of them in there if you don't have one a little extra something under the sleeping bag under the tarp you can even use tarps and some trash bags zip tied together to make an impromptu stretcher bandanas yes if you're Stevie Van Zandt you can wear it as a hat wrap and it looks really really cool but they are also good for signaling for putting around your neck or your head if you are needing some sort of hat you can use it for wiping washing staying clean very good to have a couple of bandanas plus you look cool what else have we got yeah i this is something i missed uh local and regional street maps and i even go, am now going to get a topographical or topo map uh, those are the ones that show you the elevation and the general terrain you're going to be heading into it's a little advanced but once i got it i was very pleased i did i recommend you do it as well even go to AAA or your gas station or go online and get a regional map and that's if not if that's when the freeway goes to pieces what other roads are there can you get to the emergency center going down this street it's important Another thing that I think is vital is a compass. There are courses on the basics. You need to know how to set the declination. Here it's about 15.5 degrees. And if you don't know what on earth I'm talking about, you might want to find out. Your GPS is not going to be all that helpful, boys and girls. It really, really isn't. If it goes out, the cells go down, looking and saying, well, the moss is on that side of the street. Mm, you're you're probably going to want to get a compass and know the basics of how to you how to read it one other thing that i think is really important is water storage if you've got a water filter and you filter out some water well that's good you're going to need something to both heat it in and something to store it with if you filter five gallons of water how are you going to save it how much you're going to need for cooking how many are in your group if you get water storage and if it's plastic that's one set of information we gave that out to you earlier if you're 
looking for a metal water storage container, make sure it's not lined with anything. It should just be metal. If it's lined and you try heating things up in it, it's going to make you sick. What else have we got? Uh, water storage is important. Knife sharpeners that you know how to use. There are many types. There's a whetstone, oilstone, ceramics, steel, diamonds. There's a lot of them out there. A small one that fits in your uh, knife sheath. That would be a whetstone or an oilstone, usually, often a ceramic. They, they look about the size of a half the size of a candy bar. Very useful. Your knives and tools are going to get dull with use. You're going to want to be able to sharpen them up. On that topic, you should have your knife sharpened yearly. I like to have mine looked at every six months or after an extended period of hard use, like during hunting season you're using your skinning knife. And one final thing, get a real hatchet, a real axe. You're not Daniel Boone. You don't need a throwing axe. Yes, they're great. Yes, they're cool. They're a lot of fun. But are they going to be durable enough to deal with what you have to deal with. Something that is not, you're going to, we're not going to put it in the bag per se. Each person, well, you will put some of these things in there. Items to barter. If you're looking at a long-term problem, things like ammo, alcohol, candy, cigarettes, Bic lighter, playing cards, things to do to keep you busy and to be able to interact with people in a positive way. Now it's a whole separate class on how to and what not to do in a bartering situation. And that brings me to the subject of cash. Uh, cash needs to come in denominations. I've mentioned this before. I noticed in my bag I had done it correctly. I have cash, singles, fives, a few tens, and maybe a 20 or so. Most of this is small bills. I even got some change. Not only is change valuable for uh, work and vending machines, but it's also useful to put inside a sock and you can swing it and you've created a self-defense tool. In personal hygiene, let's kick the game up a bit on that. Uh, things like wash, hand wash, hand sanitizer, uh, wipes, toilet paper, sanitary pads, tampons, toothbrush, toothpicks, those little things, whatever you use to get the yuck out from between your teeth, probably some dental floss. Again, this is a small baggie full of stuff. Uh, some soap and shampoo built for a campsite. You don't want to be polluting the water any worse than it is. Mole skins for blisters and uh, some of that stuff you put on. There are patches or rubs that you can use when you have just walked all you can walk. <laughs> you're getting tired, muscle aches. This is all about keeping functional, keeping working. Ibuprofen or whatever you take for inflammation. Okay, that's, that's a lot of stuff. And one other thing you're going to need is friends. You need people to work with. You can't do this alone. Now, folks, I am the original lone wolf. You look it up in the dictionary, there's my picture. I never planned on being one of those guys who'd say, yeah, I got to work up. Let's get a team together. Let's be practical. At a basic, basic level, you're going to have to go to sleep sometime. And if things are bad, you're going to want to make sure you wake up and your stuff is still there when you do. 
I'm prepping for my Ollie class and I'm talking with one of the team members. He mentioned that in his neighborhood they work in a they live in a cul-de-sac rather and a group of friends got to talking about this topic and got a set of walkie-talkies. Not everybody because you don't want everybody on there at once but got some people he knows, people he's been working with and they coordinate in the area. This is good for smaller emergencies, smaller problems as well as sharing ideas and sharing responsibility. That's not new. I've been part of several of those in the past and I'm sorry to say there are a lot of barriers to doing this today. More so than there used to be. A lot of political divisions, sadly some social and racial divisions. There are barriers to working together. I'll tell you for a fact I learned in the military many many years ago that when uh, when you're in the stuff it doesn't really matter the race, creed, color, religion of that individual over there, you two may argue constantly when you're sitting around the campfire, but when you're out there where it's dangerous, where you've got problems, if you can depend on those people, then they're people you need to have around you. And those are the decisions I recommend you're making. Can you depend on this individual? Is this individual going to make rational choices? Is this individual going to reach out and help you, or are you going to reach out and help that person? Folks, the stuff's getting serious. We talked about it last week. Look outside the window. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out we got some serious problems. You got to have people to work with. You can't do it alone. Okay, quick reminders, classes still coming up. We've got, we talked about them last time. I'll just mention them briefly this time. Concealed carry classes the second Saturday of each month, uh, the ninth of this month, and we well, already missed that one, I think. <laughs> and coming up in October, it's, I believe, the 11th, so don't miss out there. And we've got some other classes on the website. Please stop into the website. Uh, please take a look at uh, the email we put in your inbox about the new podcast. We are putting out a new podcast every week. If you're listening, you got the email or you're a regular listener, thank you for doing that. Share this with your friends. I recommend sharing. I would request you download and if there's a subscribe option on the platform you use, please subscribe. We want to keep you up to date. Also, we got on Facebook, both for the Refuse to Be a Victim and for the podcast, Beyond the Bug Out Bag podcast. So there's two Facebook pages up. I'm going to put the links in the front where you log in. Please go and join those pages. And the last thing is uh, 114. I have put a link on the front that is uh, going to court here shortly, probably this week. It is still the law, even though it's held by a court order. It, you need to get involved. I, I'm absolutely flabbergasted for the number of people who, oh, is that a problem? Folks, this is life-changing. Click the link, get the information, take some positive action. And remember, folks, in these conversations, we want to be the adults in the room. 
That's all for this time. We will be back next Monday with another update. Always welcome your information and your comments. The address is on the front page. Hope to see you at the range or in class or right back here next week. Thank you very much. The preceding program was a presentation of Retired Guy Productions.